sometimes simple is better. Get yourself a cup of tea or a beverage of your choice and get comfortable at the Beanbag Cafe. We talk about all things motherhood and modern day parenting without losing you in the process. Because after all, you were someone before you became someone's mother. I'm here to honor that. We dive in to all kinds of topics, whether how to prioritize you as a mom, how to choose the most useful items in your baby registry, or how to surround yourself with mom friends that uplift and support you. We have it all. Motherhood can be challenging, so let's do it together. One bedtime routine at a time. Welcome to the Beanbag Cafe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beanbag Cafe podcast. I am your host, Julie Fernandes. I'm an occupational therapist, a mom life coach, which you might be like, what the heck is that? And I am a mom of three little kids, age seven, four, and one. And yeah, I am excited to be back today because I want to talk about something that has been close to my heart, but I've never really had a great label for it until kind of today. And that is treating motherhood like a job. And I've spoken about this on and off in the past, but I'm going to tell you further on in the episode how I plan to treat my motherhood journey like a job and why, and maybe why you could consider it for yourself. So if that is something that's interesting to you, keep listening. Okay, so let's talk about this idea about why people might not like to treat motherhood as a job or not label it as such uh, because I actually think it makes it easier but we have a lot of negative associations um, with jobs and work right and that is because a lot of people hate their jobs a lot of people consider that their jobs really suck and so we don't want to put that label on our parenting and motherhood journey because then it might imply that we think our kids suck or we're not grateful for being moms and that's just not the case at all and you know we live in a world where people do work a lot and they don't often take time for themselves and their jobs can be all-consuming I know for me whilst I enjoyed aspects of my job and it was my career for a long time Working in kind of corporate America was hard, especially once I had a family and my value shifted, my priority shifted. And I really had to examine like, what is going to be my primary job? And ultimately, I found it really hard to focus on my day job that paid me money uh, versus being the type of mom that I wanted to be. And um, I was fortunate to be able to uh, retire from that job or resign from that job I tried many times to quit (laughs) Um, and I kind of always got sucked back in because it wasn't like a a black and white decision for me it was a very hard decision Uh, and you know there's no right or wrong answer if you work in a traditional type of job and have little kids or have, have and have a family you know you have to do what's right for you you can't be living your life for somebody else and if it's the right time right now for you to be in a traditional job and raise a family well that's fine and if it's the right decision for you to stay at home for your family that's fine as well i think we get caught up with mums and the job idea because you know we don't get paid for a job and really what sparked this whole discussion in my head was this um someone shared a reel on Instagram and it was like, if you had to uh, get someone else to look after your kids, you would have to pay them. 
because it would be their job. Obviously, excluding like grandma or someone that would maybe do it for you for free. But even then, there are, it's not as cut and dried as just getting a family member to look after your kids. It's hard work. And when you don't pay someone for a job, you have less control over what they can do and how you want it to be run. Whereas if you're paying someone to do something, you're employing them, they are going to, you know, abide by your rules more or less. So uh, there are some advantages to paying for help, but that's a separate thing. What I wanted to talk about is kind of how I am now viewing motherhood as a job and how this is changing my whole perspective on things. I think also now after staying at home for, it's been about a year and a half, I guess. Uh, we also moved during that time across country, did a major move. My husband uh, resigned from his corporate job. There's been a lot of changes and I had another baby. And so I've been really fortunate to be at home with her um, for this time. She just turned a year old and I've never had this time with any of my other kids. So I feel super, super lucky. Um, but now I'm embarking on mom coaching, uh, mom life coaching. That's kind of what I alluded to in the beginning. And like, what is that? Um, well, it is a job and it's a profession, a career, whatever you want to call it. And I need to structure my life in order to start working again. I'm not working in the same way that I was before. I'm not leaving my home for, you know, 10 hours at a time and then coming home. Um, I'm able to kind of work around my family, which is always what I wanted, but it still requires me to be organized. It still requires me to, you know, treat my day and my hours um, as precious commodities because time is limited and it requires me to run my life like I'm working, you know, um, but the difference is I get to decide and I'm in charge and I'm in control of things and I get to choose who I work with and who I welcome into my space and who I serve. And that's really freeing and different perhaps from, um, my previous working experience. So things um, that, or let's, let's, let's back up. What, what does it mean to make motherhood a job to me specifically? Okay. So here are some things and I want to just unpack them. So it means giving myself structure. Okay. So if you've ever stayed at home for an extended period of time, this could be whether you're like a college student. Now you have time off between you know, years of college or school holidays, or um, you are, have had a maternity leave or you're between, between jobs, you're not working, whatever. What can happen is the days kind of blend into each other and you get bored, you get frustrated, you get demotivated. And often that's because you don't have structure. So making motherhood a job for me means that I can fill in my other jobs during the day because I have some kind of structure. This means going to bed around about the same time every night, which I struggle with. You know, I'm just like everybody else where once I put the kids to bed, I need to wind down. I kind of want to party in my version of partying, which is like doing whatever I want, which is like cleaning my house, listening to podcasts, watching TV, perhaps um, scrolling on my phone, whatever it is, you know, all the stuff. But, but often I go to bed too late, I think for me personally, because I can't predict what the night will be like when I'll be woken up, you know, and how much sleep I'm going to get, right? Um, it's been a lot better since we kind of sleep trained our one-year-olds, which really wasn't as dramatic as it sounds. People hate the word sleep training and it's very triggering for them, but 
um, if you're interested, I can do an episode on that because it really wasn't like what you imagine the traditional sleep training where you let them scream for hours. It really wasn't that at all. Um, and it took a lot for me to even take this step, but it's been so life-changing. I can't even tell you she sleeps through the night. Um, and even when I've had to, when she's been like a little, had a little bit of a cough and like I've gone in there and I end up feeding her because I'm still breastfeeding, um, which was the root of our problem in terms of just feeding her in the middle of the night it doesn't impact the next day. You know, she's able to bounce back and it's helped her napping. It's just life-changing. But anyway, the point being that with, with, um, structuring my day, I have a time that I go to bed, a time that I wake up and then similar things that I do, uh, throughout the day, because I believe even with children that a structure begets freedom. So a structure gives you freedom because you know that, you have a certain amount of time to do this and you can do what you need to do in that time. And it gives you freedom because then once you finish doing that, you can do whatever you want or whatever the case may be. So um, a job also means breaks for me, taking breaks. So I have this tendency to go all in onto every, into everything, which is great. Like I feel super motivated. I want to do all the things, make all the, you know, produce all the content, make all the podcasts, have all the calls, whatever it is. And then I get burnt out very quickly. And it's like, being a mom, it's different from when I didn't have children and I could kind of push through and there would be a time where I'd be able to rest and relax and rejuvenate again. Um, now I just don't have that ability. So, you know, I need to take breaks. I also find if I don't sleep well, because obviously it's not just my baby that can wake me up. It's the other two as well sometimes or things can go wrong or even our dog. <laughs> and I'm yawning because I need to be sleeping more. But our dog wakes us up. And anyway, so I don't sleep enough as I should. And I need to take breaks, which could just mean resting for a little bit, taking like a 20 minute nap, um, just doing little things. But you know, when you, when you work in a job, you get breaks where well, you should, you get a lunch break. Maybe you get like a 15 minute tea break, quote unquote. Um, there are inherently little breaks popping up in there. And um, I think it's important. Whereas if you're a mom and you're kind of just going with the flow, there is no time for you to rest and relax and recover, you know, in order to give again. Uh, then another thing is showing up when I don't feel like it. So with my job, my form, my like traditional job, I mean, every day was a, was a struggle to be honest, but more days, some days worse than others where I would just I would not want to go to work, but I knew I had to, right? I was being paid to do a job. Um, they were expecting me there. People were expecting me. I had a lot of external accountability, um, but obviously I can't be late for my job. Like maybe once if something unexpected happened beyond my control, um, but I can't be late. So it's the same with motherhood. There are many days that I just want to go. I just want to sleep a little bit later. I just want to go sleep a bit longer. I just, I want to be able to finish my sleep cycle before I get woken up. And um, having a structure or having, treating this like a job means I can't do that. I, well, look, it would be hard anyway because my kids need me. But it does mean I'm doing things and showing up when I don't feel like it. You know, I when I would love to take an afternoon nap, I'm going to pick up my kids and, you know, taking them to wherever they need to go or bringing them home. Or I'm reading with my son when it's like the end of the day and it's he's tired, I'm tired, I don't really want to do it, but we need to get it done as an example, not a great example, because I would recommend reading when he does feel more motivated, but it's the same thing. You, you develop discipline, um, when motivation fails you, which is 99% of the time. Uh, I spoke about breaks, taking time for myself, you know, um, when you have a, when you have a job, 
you can kind of separate and create boundaries, which means that I can say, hey, you know, I've worked, quote unquote, Monday to Friday. Obviously, moms are never really off duty, but can I please have two hours on Saturday to myself to do whatever I want to do? Asking my husband or whatever. And especially, you know, we are people that do not have family. We never, ever have that break of like the kids going to grandma's house for Wednesday night dinner or um, my parents taking the kids for the weekend so we could have a night by ourselves. Like that is just not our reality. And I don't know if it ever will be, to be honest, which is sad, but it is what it is. And I've had to accept that. Um, <clears throat> and that means that taking time for myself is super important because I'm not getting it anywhere else. You know, if I don't make that time and schedule that in, uh, I don't get it, right? And then I'm just burnt out, resentful, all the things. Uh, have Making motherhood a job also means I get to delegate. You know, in your, when you work in a job, you depending on the job right but you tell people what to do sometimes you ask them to do things for you or to do things on behalf of the greater good of the house right so that means getting my kids involved getting them to wipe the table clean or to vacuum because yes a five six even probably a four-year-old yeah my four-year-old she can vacuum she can hold the vacuum and vacuum um she can wipe down things she can take a spray bottle and wipe windows for me and they enjoy it it's not like child labor and trust me they don't do it as much as they should, probably. Um, I'm doing the lion's share of it, but it does mean I get to delegate that. Hey, we're all, we're going to do a 20-minute blitz clean of the house. And even if you have cleaning help, you still need, to, with kids, you still need to be cleaning your house in some capacity, probably every day. And depending on the size of your house as well, um, you need to be doing something, something small. So there's always opportunity to clean your house again. And like, who cares if you vacuum two days in a row? I mean, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? But it's teaching your kids valuable lessons and it's teaching you that you can't do it all or you shouldn't do it all. And it's important to delegate. Delegation is a skill that people learn when they work. Uh, respecting my time. So when I treat my life as a job, it's creating boundaries like I spoke about, but it's also just not wasting time doing things that are not meaningful or, um, you know, perhaps I am offering to do, offering to help everybody when it's not appreciated or it's not prioritized and it's not returned to me. This is sounding wrong, but perhaps I'm doing things that are just not not going to benefit my family. I'm saying yes to everything instead of uh, having clear boundaries about what we say yes to and what we say no to. And I'm not respecting my time. But when you have things like a job, you know, you have certain hours that you are working and certain hours that you're not working. And I think that's important. Uh, and then collaboration. So a little bit like delegation, but for me, my husband and I, we have to be a solid team. He needs to work. He's also working from home, which means he also needs to create his own structure because he has no one else telling him what to do really. And he can kind of decide how much he works or how little he works. And that's really going to dictate the outcome. And so we have to really collaborate. We collaborate on who's going to pick up the kids. Well, if you have a call, I'll pick them up. Or if the baby's napping, um, I'll quickly run out, but you stay here because the baby's napping. We have to collaborate continuously and we don't always get it right. Um, but it is a skill in communication and it is very, very important for our sanity and our relationship um, and the health of our home, you know, the mental health of our home. Um, and then also a job means that I try new things. So I... Uh, experiment with how I'm going to, you know, 
how I'm going to meal prep or how I'm going to clean my house or how I'm going to set up the calls for my day. Am I going to do everything in the morning while my baby naps for the first nap? Am I going to spread it out? Um, am I going to go out of my house to do things? You know, I get to try new things. I also get to like try new things creatively. So where I work as a mom coach, you know, I'm on Instagram a lot. That's like my primary platform. Um, so I'm a little bit in Facebook and like YouTube and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I get to experiment with how to communicate with people and I get to um, use my brain in a different way. And so I think it's really important that you maybe consider running your life, running your motherhood life like a job, just because you don't get paid for it like doesn't mean it's not a job, right? And you could really just be paying yourself. Like I could just draw money and pay myself, <laughs> um, but I'm not going to do that because that just seems like a waste of time. But it's this concept of if you don't pay for something, it's not worthy. And that's just not the case. Like, as I said, at the beginning of the podcast, if I had to hire someone to be my nanny, which I've done in the past, if I had to hire someone to look after my kids, I would pay them. And essentially they go to school. I pay the school, you know, um, and they could be at home. I could be homeschooling them. And effectively, I would be like paying myself. Um, and why are we not valuing our motherhood as a super expensive uh, job, like a worthy job? Um, and when you do pay for something, you treat it differently. You know, you pay attention to what you pay for. Um, and I like that quote because it means that we are valuing being a mom. Um, the same with, you know, I, I think I read this quote Oh, I saw something online that if you had to pay a mom for all the hours she worked, you would pay her like nearly $200,000 for the year. And that's a lot of money. As an occupational therapist in New York, I think I topped out at about 130000 And, you know, like, that's not that much because I don't think healthcare workers get paid that much. Um, and there are definitely other paying, high, much higher paying jobs, especially in New York. But if you think about that, I went to, you know, I went to school, I did this job for a long time and I got that much money or whatever, if you consider that a lot or a little, I don't know. I don't actually consider that to be very much. Um, I, I could be earning as a mom, like $200,000. Like that shows you that puts some kind of strange worth and value on being a mom. And, um, I want you to remember that when you're feeling like this is a job that's not appreciated or no one sees you, this is like an invisible job, or this is just something that people do in the background. No, raising a person to come into society is like the most important thing you can do because that's going to have a massive follow on effect. That person's going to influence that child, that person, your child is going to impact other people that they meet. They're going to eventually probably, you know, develop a partnership and a relationship with somebody else and have children of their own. Your impact as a mom has so many far-reaching consequences plus we really have to help children navigate this world and how confusing it is um, we're so influenced by our culture and like the environment and and once kids kind of grow up and get out into the real world they're so influenced by what's out there and less what's in their home and so it's very important that you build very strong ties with them when they're young when you have influence, when they're not really like on social media 24 seven or watching YouTube or, you know, just playing video games all the time or being with their friends all the time when the friends are not the main influence, you are, you have a hugely important role. So, and if you're in the thick of motherhood and it's feeling overwhelming, it's not going to be like this forever. 
and you can seek help. So part of what I do is help mom see, okay, where can we help you save time? Where can we give you back that hour in a day so you can just do whatever you want and rest and be you again, not just be someone's mom all the time? You know, where can we help you as a mother in a job of motherhood to take a break? to have some time off, you know? Um, so make sure that if you're struggling or if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you want to be that patient, calm mom, reach out to me and let's set up a call where we can just talk about what you're going through and things that you might be finding challenging right now and how we can reduce that level of overwhelm because there is a way to do it. We're sold this idea that you have to A, know how to be a mom straight off the bat. As soon as you birth that baby or that baby comes home, boom, your mom. Meanwhile, we spend like decades studying to become a something, a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. As an occupational therapist, I studied for many, many years. Um, but being a mom, you know, we just expected to know how to do it. And I think we're so far away from how motherhood was originally sort of prepared. I don't even know how to say how to say it. Like, you know, I do believe we have a lot of intuition as moms, for sure. Um, but so much of that is like, clouded out and we feel so nervous and insecure in our own abilities to be a parent because we don't live in villages anymore we don't live with um, our moms and our aunts and our sisters and our uncles and everybody kind of all living together we live in silos and we kind of live in a silo but then we're all connected online and it's kind of a weird setup it's not natural so you might need more support and what is more important than investing in yourself showing your children that you value who you are and gaining skills of how to better parent them so that you can break these cycles that you might have struggled with um, growing up in your family. So make sure you reach out. It's You have everything to gain by having a free mom strategy call with me and nothing to lose. So I really encourage you to get on my calendar or send me a message, um, email me. All the information is listed in the show notes. Um, and yeah, I look forward to chatting with you. And until next time, let me know. Do you think motherhood is a job just because it's not paid for? Or do you think it's something else? I'd love to hear. Okay, bye.